morning family. So great to see you again, and we had a little bit of a break as a family, but it's so good to be together and ready for the second half of this year and for this term. And as Pam said, we are getting ready for what is a wonderful time of the year always for us as a community. It's our faith promise season and our time where we really focus on God's mission all across the world. And Hatfield has such an amazing, rich legacy and so many stories that has, of things that have developed and happened at Hatfield and through Hatfield over the years in terms of missions. And one of those, there's many organizations even that were started at Hatfield and then launched into many different parts of the world. And one of those that we have a, a long-standing relationship with is the World Mission Center that was started by Pastor Willie Crew that used to be on staff here at Hatfield. And they, uh, they also, in this time, busy with their missions celebration of 30 years of being in the mission field and as an organization. And uh, on the week of the 23rd to the 25th, they'll be hosting in our city also a time together. It, it's called the Running With Horses, a unique international missions conference. And um, if you are wanting to attend that, you are more than welcome to get a flyer at the at the at information desk, and it'll tell you some more of that, particularly on the 25th, uh, that Thursday evening, they've got an open evening where they just celebrated, and I was speaking to Pastor Willie, and he also asked, it would be so great if there's people from Hatfield, because he wants to celebrate the legacy that, of everything that began here. So we're not just our own missions, but we also celebrate the, the movement of God across the globe and across the world and the many things that He does. And therefore, this morning, it's such a privilege for us to have a very good friend of this house that comes and will be ministering the word with us, and that's Honey Emmanuel, and Honey, for most of you will know Honey, and Natalia and the family, but for those of you that may not know him, that Honey is an Egyptian, so we have to apologize for knocking them out of the African Cup of Nations, but uh, who knew that that could happen? So uh, Honey was born in Egypt and grew up in Egypt and studied uh, at, in, there and had a, completed a degree in business, but then felt the call of the Lord into vocational ministry. And then a really great thing happened in his life. He met a Buddha Macy and he got married to Natalie. And um, together they've been serving the Lord and uh, they've been involved with discipleship, evangelism, planting churches in North Africa and the Middle East. But for the last 20 years or so, they've been home in South Africa here and they've been serving from here but going all over the world. And it's such a privilege for us to have him share with us today. And he's going to be talking about the Lord of heaven and earth to help us not just look from our perspective into what God is doing in the world, but get a bit of a broader and even a global perspective. So thank you, honey. Come, please, and share with us. Won't you give him a really good round of applause and his family? It's great to have Natalia and the children with us. Thank you. Habibi is the word that we have for one another, which means friend. So welcome, Habibi. Have a great thank time. You. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. It is so good to be together today. Isn't the Lord amazing here in our midst? We can sense his presence. We know he's here with us. And this is all that matters. I, many times I met the Lord in such a deep way here in this place. I don't know about you, but I was messed up so many times just with tears and with deep, deep, deep sense of his presence. This is a beautiful place. This is a place that is full of wells, like we've been saying so many times. Wells that are discovered and some wells are maybe still to be discovered. Old wells and new wells. It's amazing to be in his presence. So we welcome Jesus. We welcome his presence. And we welcome you, Lord, to open more wells among us and in the midst of us here. So thank you, Pastor Louis. Thank you, Jack and Pam, Ferreira. 
Uh, we, our journey goes long way, and, uh, and it's a beautiful journey with everything in it. It's a beautiful journey. So today we want to speak about the Lord of heaven and earth. And I feel this is so significant for us today because we, we for a while now, living in a season, at least this is what I witness in the nations where I travel. I feel for a long time we hoped for promises, we hoped, we prayed, we interceded, but suddenly with all the shakings and all the things that are taking place, I'm talking about the nations of the Middle East and North Africa, where I travel the most, suddenly, in a manner that we have not expected, in a way that we have not imagined, in the most of difficult times, sometimes war, refugees, unsettled people. I can tell you one of the nations, the nation of Syria, it came in the news so many times the last six, seven years. Half the nation of Syria is now displaced. Half the nation, more than 11 million people. Half of that half, so a quarter of the population is displaced inside Syria, and the other half of that, the other quarter of the whole nation displaced around the world. A lot of them are refugees now. In this beautiful modern way with technology and everything, there are more refugees and more displaced people than ever before in history. And in the midst of that, God works. <laughs> in the midst of that, God works. I have the privilege of witnessing. Uh, Natalia and I, we say all the time, we say our job is just being his witnesses. It's written in Isaiah 43, verse 12. And uh, when I read it, I read it just as it is. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, that I am God. And clearly the Lord said to me, you are my witness and I'm God. Your job is to be a witness. My job is to be God and don't mix the two together. Don't mix the two together. You cannot convert people. You cannot change people. And uh, I knew that very well when I got married, that I cannot change people. I cannot convert people. <laughs> And if you are married, you also know that, if you're just honest and can confess it with me. But you, know, but, but you know what changes? Love changes. Prayer changes. You cannot convert people. You cannot change people. You are my witness, and I am God. I am the God that changes people. I made them, I know them, and I will change them. So friends, what I sense in my heart for the day today is, is just a trumpet call. Something that is alerting us that we are in a season of not only hoping for the promises, we are in a season of realizing the promises, of getting hold of the promises. And the picture I see all the time in this season is a picture of the Holy Spirit hovering, but now He is not just satisfied in hovering over us. He wants to land. He wants to come here. He wants to realize. He wants to bring that joy. He wants to come and uh, finish a whole era of hope deferred that made our hearts sick. He is coming to change the times and seasons. That's exactly what I witnessed in the nation. So there is something that I'm bringing to you from the nations, but also that is so applicable to us here. So nations are trembling at the moment. You know, in Psalm 2, it says it exactly clearly like that. You know, why, why kings and rulers are coming to conspire? Nations are raging. And that's what we saw through the politics of the last seven, eight years. It put us to fear in my nation, Egypt. I don't know. We went through very difficult time. 
radical religious people elected to even be the president of the country. What is going to happen to us Christians? They are going to kill us. They are going to destroy us. But God has a different plan. You know, I met this guy in Germany, one of the refugees. He was a radical guy back from Syria. He was part of the top radical group that we all read about and heard about. He had a dream. He had a dream of a church in Germany. He knew in the dream that he got this picture of the church in Germany, and he interpreted the dream the way he would interpret it, that God is giving him a mission to go and do destruction in that church. So he planned everything. He figured everything. He immigrated. Uh, this is a very easy thing now for the refugees to find ways to immigrate. Immigrated, end up in Europe. And then, uh, so I heard that story from the pastor of that church. So this guy now uh, arrives in Germany. Uh, he is walking the streets. He is trying to find that church that he saw in the dream. He finds it. He thinks, this is great. This is my mission. Let me just go and sit at the back to figure out things, see how am I going to do, what am I going to do. He enters the church only to find that the church is full of Iranian believers. All of them like him. He greets them and he finds, but this one came to know Jesus, but this one came to know Jesus in a dream, but this one... He goes back home puzzled, confused. The Lord appears to him in another dream and says to him, you know what? It was not the other God that appeared to you in the first dream. It was me. I am Jesus. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Would you accept me? Over and over and over, if I have the time, I will tell you hundreds of stories. Maybe this year alone, in the last six months, we baptized People from this radical background saw them coming to the kingdom, maybe more than the 25 years that I'm involved, just me, 25 years behind. Friends, this is harvest time. And I feel the Lord is just going to throw salt on us today. You know, salt makes you thirsty. Just to thirst and hunger more. And, you know, as we enter the, the, the faith promises, and it's really not about anything else. Be alerted that nothing else take your attention, you know. The flags are great. Finances to give are great. The missionaries, we are great. I know that. <laughs> By the grace of God. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. But the greatest thing is the pleasure of our Father's heart. The greatest thing is that the God of the nations is rejoicing in the midst of us. The greatest thing is that we are able by His grace to obey His call for us. Whether it is to go whether it is to give finances, whether it is to pray back home here, whether it is to hug someone and love someone, whatever it is, just obey because that's when miracle happens. I asked the Lord one time and I said to him, would you give me please a, a little recipe for miracles, when miracles happen, you know? And uh, I know about you, but I dare to ask questions like that. And... Uh, uh, the, the answer that the Lord gave me was a simple, I always get simple answers because uh, if it's complicated, I won't understand it. <laughs> you know, I don't even understand perfect English, you know. I walk like Egyptian and I talk like Egyptian and, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's a different language. <laughs> but the Lord gave that answer. He said to me, go look at what happened in the first miracle, turning water into wine. 
and uh, I'm reading, and then suddenly I see it. I see it. It's what Mary said to the people. Whatever he says to you, <laughs> do it. <laughs> Whatever he says to you, do it. <laughs> so you want that? This is, this, is, this is it. Whatever he says to you in this season, do it. But the problem is we always, as human beings, we have this question, how? How? But how? <laughs> and the Lord up front, he would say to us today, don't ask me how. Just ask me what. What do you want, Lord? What? Because the how will require our trust in him. Uh, things are happening in the world in the way that it wants us to control things. And so many times we slip. We don't slip on the what. We slip more on the how. Because we don't meditate enough on what do you want from me, me Lord. Help me with grace to fulfill it. We slip into the how question. But I don't have enough. But I'm weak. You know, all the men and women of God that God used went to the same, the same, the same situation. Moses, he says to the Lord, but who am I? How can I do this? The Lord is giving him that huge call to go to Pharaoh. Pharaoh was like a god. So I'm Egyptian, I can talk about Pharaohs today. And I'll talk to you a little bit about it. I know Pharaohs. I know the Pharaoh spirit. I lived with it. I grew up with it. And it is everywhere. It's not just in Egypt. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. But Moses said, how do I go to Pharaoh? What can? And then the Lord answered a simple answer. He says, I will be with you. So you always ask the Lord, how? And his answer is, I will be with you. How can I go? How can I fulfill? How can I be like they are telling me here in this church all the time that I can be an influence at, in my job, that I can be influence in the nations, that I can be influence in my business, whatever it is. May I ask us today, by the grace of God, let's drop that question. Let's just focus on what do you want from me, Lord? What do you want from me? And let's hear him say, I will be with you. Let's hear him say what he said to Moses. So friends, there's so much shaking. I wish I can tell you so many stories. One of the refugees, a radical man, we went to visit, even dare to take my wife with me into that house. Now he's a very radical man. His beard is huge. It's going all the way to the... It's very scary. I don't know how we end up in his house. You know, we're sitting... You know, he has all his wives, you know, in another room. But then when he saw that my wife came with me, he let them come. My wife took his kids and his wives <laughs> to another room and did something artistic with them. And, I mean, I'm trying for like 45 minutes to, to figure a way to, uh, to start to open, you know, the subject with him. But then, I don't know, with this artistic activities, the children and the women came back. And, uh, and the whole atmosphere was open, and now we worshiped and shared the gospel and all of this. But it was like this, you know, you could feel the atmosphere was tensed. Anyway, we finished, we went back to the house where we were staying, and then um, late at night. So I said bye-bye to this guy, because we were leaving early the next morning, and the door knocks. I look, there is an eye. You know, you don't have in South Africa these technologies like this. In the Middle East, we have it. So you see who's outside. 
and I look and I see him with his beard. And suddenly fear grips me. Uh, maybe if I open the door, then something will open my stomach. Maybe <laughs> I open and open <laughs> for exchange. And I get afraid, but then the Holy Spirit says, no, open the door. I opened the door, and he had tears. He said, maybe one day, we, Syrian refugees, we're going to thank God for the war that made us shift and unsettle like this so that we can hear what you shared with us tonight, so that we know Jesus. <laughs> Friends, trust with me. It's not. Don't ask the Lord how. Don't ask the Lord how. Ask him what and go with him. Can I ask us to stand up for a moment to read from Hebrews 12? We will read this beautiful words from the word of God. Hebrews 12, verse 26. Whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken, as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. We're going to read another verse from Isaiah 19. A prophecy against Egypt. See, the Lord rides on a swift cloud and is coming to Egypt. The idols of Egypt tremble before him. And the hearts of the Egyptians melt with fear. Father, thank you for your word. May you teach us. May you bring it like a laser sharp. Like a sword, Lord, you said, your word, to cleanse us, to help us, and to lead us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You may be seated. The verse in Hebrews 12, it is talking about the shaking of things that are man-made. And this is what we witness. This is what we see. Everything that is man-made is going to be shaken. And we go through those seasons in our lives because, because of a good God that is not wanting to destroy us, not wanting to uh, 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 kill us, not wanting to finish us, but wanting to bring something called, according to Hebrews 12, the unshakable kingdom. So the shaking is for a reason. But we panic so much when shaking is happening because it is panicky. I don't know if you've been in an earthquake or a shaking. I have been. In Egypt in 1992, we had an earthquake. I lived in the third floor, and uh, I don't know how in those seconds I was downstairs. No, left anything. And the most I was worried about, how am I dressed? You know, because I was like trying to take a nap, <laughs> and, and everybody was there. So shaking happened, you panic. But the Lord today is coming to say to us, expect that. That is going to happen all the time simply because you've prayed. Many times, let your kingdom come. <laughs> so if you want my kingdom to come, shaking is going to happen. 
If you want my kingdom to come, you're going to go through tribulations. You're going to go through and consider it all joy, it says in James. When you go, because it's going to produce patience, it's going to produce something that is written in Luke 17, verse 20. And I'm going to just say it to you. In Luke 17, the Pharisees asked Jesus one time and said to him, Tell us, Jesus, the Pharisees, we know who are the Pharisees. They are the people that are satisfied with religion. Satisfied to come to church regularly, pray, do their tithing maybe, do all the good things. You know, I am, you know, I grew up among people that pray five times a day, not just once. They fast a whole month. So I always thought, you know, if it is about religion, they are great. The Pharisees, these religious guys, came to Egypt, came to Jesus, <laughs> and said to Jesus, tell us, when will the kingdom of God come? Jesus answers them and say a profound answer. He says, the kingdom of God will not come by your careful observation. The kingdom of God will not come by your careful observation. Some people will say it's going to come from this direction. Others will say it's going to come from this direction. Jesus said, for the kingdom of God is within you. <laughs> and that's amazing. This is, he's throwing it back at us. And he's warning us. He's saying, the king, my kingdom is not going to come by you sitting, observing things. The kingdom of God is not going to come by you saying, you know, when... When, you know, when, when the president is changed, you know, when this party is elected, this is your careful observation. When things are better financially, because I promise you, God is shaking especially three spheres strong around the world. Spheres that held people tied in the kingdom of darkness for so long. And comes a moment where enough is enough. Comes a moment when those Poles are tipping, and the prayers are getting answered, like we see there in the mission field. Comes a moment, the same here in our lives, where the prayers of maybe your wife, maybe the prayer of your husband, maybe the prayer of your mother, comes a moment when enough is enough, and then business becomes not as usual. <laughs> but the process of that is going to be kingdoms clashing together. Do not panic, because the Lord wants you to become active player in this kingdom. The kingdom of God will not come by your careful observation. The shaking is, is happening because there are man-made stuff in our lives. There are gods that have taken place in our lives and taken root in our lives. It is very hidden, maybe in a manner where we have not even so see it, you, we lived in this place, these things took root, and God is now coming to shake it. Let me explain that. Isaiah 19, the verse we just read. I'm coming on a swift cloud, and the idols of Egypt will tremble. Can I tell you what's the idols of Egypt? It's very interesting. You know what's the idols of Egypt? The gods of Egypt? <laughs> the idols of Egypt were the plagues that God used to plague Pharaoh with. I told you I'm going to tell you stories you haven't heard about Pharaoh. So Egypt worshipped the sun. So God plagued Egypt with that Ra. His name is Ra. The God's son. His name is Ra. God plagues Egypt with that small g God. 
Egypt worshipped the Nile, the river Nile, worshipped the water. So remember the sun became darkness. Egypt worshipped the Nile, another god, water spirits. God turns the water into blood. I think it said it stayed like that for seven days. Egyptians could not drink water. The Nile became blood. I can go on and on and on. Egypt worshipped the frogs. The frogs were one of the plagues. We can go on and on. You can study that. But you know what's the wisdom here? It is saying to us, God is saying two things through that. He's saying, number one, I wanted to show Pharaoh and my people, the Israelites, I want to show them two things. I want to show them that these gods, small g, they are not good gods. <laughs> because if they were good gods, they would have done better than that. They would have blessed the people and helped the people. I am the good God. Number two, I want to show Pharaoh and I want to show my people, the Israelites, and I want to show you, my church, today, that I am the mighty God. I am the God of those gods. <laughs> But friends, we are, with God's wisdom, with his word today, we are, we are alerted today. I am alerted today that God, whatever other gods that came to my life, whatever other gods that took root in my life, what you want to do today is simply shake them. And I want you to agree with you. I'm not going to resist the shaking. I'm happy that you deliver me from those gods. You know, as an Egyptian, when you read the Bible, you are shocked a little bit in the Old Testament. You know, everything about Egypt is bad. You know, it's a, you know, there are good things. Nobody sees that Egypt is a land of refuge, for example. That because of Egypt, you know, the Israelites were also spared in Egypt. So, and some of my rabbi, ex-rabbi ex friends, they, they teach me that, that more than 300 of the 400 years of the Israelites in Egypt were actually good years. But anyway, that's another story. But you read, and, and so I read, you know, and every time it says about the plagues, you know, and, and the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. Because I don't know about you, I went through times like this where I felt I'm drinking this cup of bitterness and Pharaoh is hardened again. I think I broke through, I finished drinking my cup and I put it down and only to look again, I'm like, who put more bitterness there? <laughs> you know, Wow, Pharaoh is hardened again. And I said to the Lord, why, why did you strike my nation that much? Why did, it says you were the one that hardened Pharaoh's heart. And you know what the Lord said? He said, because there is one more God that I still wanted to expose. <laughs> There's still one more God that I still want to expose. Friends, the shaking in our lives because of the goodness of God. The shakings in our lives because of the man-made stuff that he wants to draw our attention to. And so a few years ago when I started to discover this truth, I made a commitment. I said, Lord, I'm going to agree with you. Even every time I pray and I say, your kingdom come, I know what's going to come to me. <laughs> I know I'm asking for trouble. But I said, Lord, I'd rather discover the shakables now than tomorrow. I'd rather discover it right away. I'd rather discover it right away. Expose those gods. Father, 
if mammon took root in my life and I became materialistic, expose it. Because it's not good for me. It's not good for me. If the love of power took place and became a god, if I became a god to myself, if my pride, if my spouse, if my career, if my sports, you can name it today and I believe the Lord is going to show you who are the gods in your life. And he's going to show you that what he's doing is out of his goodness. Out of his goodness. So friends, there are warnings for us today. But because of time, I, oof. we are going to just jump in. I'm going to ask the ministry team to please just come in. And just to say, today, God is exposing. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Lord, we pray that you expose the gods that have taken root among us. There was two or three words that I felt in my heart for now, for this time. And it's, uh, I called it EFT, <laughs> so that we remember it. E-exchange. Exchange. Exchange religiosity with the kingdom. Exchange being an observant with being an active player. <laughs> Exchange. F, forget, forget the former things. Forget how it was before. One of our greatest traps are actually our past successes. Of course, our past failures as well, but even more our past success. The kingdom of God have no end. It's from glory to glory to glory. There is no retirement in the kingdom of God. <laughs> in the kingdom of God, there is only, there is no grandfathers. <laughs> There's only children of God. The kingdom of God, many times, is not something so spectacular. Because every time Jesus spoke about the kingdom, I notice he speaks about something small. Seed. He speaks about one pearl. He speaks about the yeast. Very little. So Lord, open our eyes to the kingdom. But just as we come to this ministry time, the one thing that was burdening me in my spirit, I was feeling there is... One thing that we all go through in our journey and our process that many times is the trap that the enemy traps us with. And that's when we go through situations, and we will go through situations like this. I have been through it so many times. When you come out, when you say, yes, life is just not fair. <laughs> that's not fair. You know, I felt like this so many times. <laughs> many, 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 many times. You know, we were driving in Canada, for example, <laughs> beautiful land, green lakes, waters, and immediately my mind thought about Egypt, desert, there's no water, or you can think about the Cape as well, <laughs> you know, and then I said, Lord, our life is not fair. I, 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 I'm doubting this, you know, and another time I was in Switzerland, and I, I, I saw what I saw there, and I'm like, yo. I always had doubts that life is not fair, but I confirm it now. <laughs> it's confirmed. <laughs> now it's confirmed. <laughs> and uh, one of those times I heard the Lord clearly. He said to me, yes, 
in your eyes with the big equations, you're going to struggle to figure those equations. And you are maybe going to come with that conclusion that life is not fair. But I want to promise you one thing, Haney. I will always be good. Maybe you feel that life is not fair. Maybe you went through injustice. I went through a lot of injustice. Why did you create me Christian in a minority place? <laughs> Why did you create me white here in Africa? <laughs> Why did you make me black, not white? <laughs> I wish we had the time to dig deeper and deeper <laughs> into South Africa. But the Lord want to say to you, South Africa, arise, arise. You are beautiful as you are like this. Arise, arise, arise. Arise, black and white and Indians and colors and nations and Chinese and Egyptians here even. <laughs> arise, arise, arise. Don't look at yourself. Look at me. Look at me. And I will say, always I will say to you, I will be with you. And I'm going to end with this scripture from Psalm 9. Because that helped me so much. And I'm going to call us. Call us to take action today. Call us to exchange from just being spectators, listeners, to people who are active. I'm going to call us today, and it's not me. I know it's the Holy Spirit calling us. Psalm 9, it says in verse 3, My enemies turn back. They stumble and perish before you, for you have upheld my right and my cause. Listen to this beautiful truth. My enemies turn back. They stumble and perish before you, for you, you have upheld my right and my cause, sitting enthroned as the righteous judge. Can I share with you how this sounds in Arabic? Maybe in Hebrew it's, it's the same. This is exactly the picture. The picture is like I'm standing here and my enemy is approaching me, but my enemies could not find me. They could not come to me because before they reach me, they found the righteous judge seated on his throne right in front of me. They couldn't come to me. So may I say about all these things that we think it's not fair, it's not fair, it's not fair. May we say, let's worship him. Seat him <laughs> in his righteous throne. These things, some of the offense maybe we picked not because anything happened to us. Maybe it's something that happened to my neighbor. Maybe it's something that happened to my brother. Maybe it's something that happened to my wife. Today, the Lord is calling us, South Africa, to shine. Today, He wants to shake those gods. He wants to point them. So I want to call us to stand up together. Lord, we've, we've declared your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. You're not only the God of heaven. You're not only the king of the kingdom that is to come. You are the kingdom that is here and now. You are here among us and we welcome you. We welcome you. And Father, the kingdom is ready to be manifesting among us here in this nation, here among us in this church. And the king is ready. But Lord, here we are. We are together now. The last of the EFT is together. 
you want kingdom, then it has to be together. <laughs> it has to be together. Every tongue, every tribe, every nation. The Lord blessed us here in South Africa with tribes and nations. It's together. It's together. I'm going to call us today. Maybe you feel like you want to come forward here and just join me to declare God's kingdom. Maybe you feel like going to declare it from upstairs there. I don't know. Maybe you feel like you need to go and make right with someone. Because it is together. The king is not going to rest among us because, because there is one or two people. The king is going to rest among us when there is a remnant of us that have humbled themselves, loved one another. And this is how the world would know. Father, make them one that the world would know. So maybe we want to come forward. Maybe you want to go back. Maybe you want to go to the right. Maybe you want to go to the left. But I want to ask you, just take some action. <laughs> take some action today. Say, I'm going to exchange my place to an active place. We worship you, Jesus. So as we worship him, as we worship him, and I just got permission with the time, so please don't stress about the time. But if you need quietly to go because of your children or something, we also respect that. Just do it quietly. But we're going to be in the presence of God for a couple of minutes. So may I ask you, whatever the Lord put in your heart, but if you have a case, one of those cases with your hands like this, I opened my eyes one time and I saw that my hands are not open. <laughs> my hands are closed. Because I have a lot of court cases. <laughs> because this was not fair and this was not fair and this was not fair and I picked more cases and what happened to my friend was not fair and what's happening to the black people in that township is not fair. And what's happening to my white family in South Africa is also not fair. And this is not fair. Sorry, I'm just mentioning random things. Lots of cases. Today, the Lord is saying, drop your case. Drop your case. Free your hand. Free your hand. Free your hand to worship Him. Come to the front. Come to the front. Go to the back. Go to someone. But free your hand. Come and worship Him freely. Come and worship him with me. Arise, South Africa. Arise, South Africa. Arise, South Africa. Arise, arise, arise. Your light has come. The glory of God is risen upon you. Arise, arise. We worship you, Jesus.
you, Lord Jesus. calling us to take our place today the Lord is calling us to take our place the world is full of peacekeeping missions and this and that you know how the Lord describes the citizens of this kingdom he doesn't say you're the peacekeepers he says you're the peace makers the world needs the peacemakers today we had enough the world had enough of peacekeeping Come join me. Come join me and Pastor Louis here. Come speak to the wells that are hidden here in this church. Come speak to the spiritual realm. Come and meet the Lord. I'm not calling you to come because you have not been saved. I'm calling you to come to say, I am now a citizen in this kingdom and I will take my place. My place, my voice counts. My place is empty. Your place is empty. So come, come, come. Bring your stuff and come. Maybe you want to come and meet him. Maybe you want to come and just support someone. Come, 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 come. Because we need to release a sound. That sound that Chris spoke about and, and, and Pam spoke about earlier, Pastor Pam. This sound is not the sound of one or two of us. This is the sound of our nation. The sound of our nation is so unique. The sound of our nation. There is no other nation that have it. The sound of our nation is a sound that will tremble the kingdom of darkness. The enemy resisted our nation and resisted us so much because the enemy is terrified of us. Let's release the sound. Let's come here and release. It's our sound. It's the sound of the black, the sound of the white, the sound of the color, the sound of the Indians, the sound of the Egyptians in South Africa, the sound of the Asians in South Africa. It's our sound, the sound of the citizens of the kingdom of God. It is our unique sound. There is no sound like our sound. And this sound will be released. And no one will take it away from us. Arise, South Africa. Arise, South Africa. Your light has come. Arise. The glory of God is risen upon you. It's not by your might. It's not by your power. It's not even by you always asking forgiveness. It is by the Spirit of God in you. It is by His Spirit in you. Arise, 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 arise. And now lift your voice. Lift your voice with the worship team. Lift your voice. 